Today is Trinity Sunday, a Sunday on, in which more heresy is preached than on any other Sunday of the year. All across our nation and our world, priests and pastors are attempting to explain the Trinity, attempting to explain God. If you came here today or tuned in today seeking that, I'm afraid you'll be disappointed. Better minds than mine have tried to do that. It usually takes years of work and results in books with very small print and no pictures. We don't come to church to celebrate dogmas. We come to church to somehow touch and be touched by God. To see however dimly, to feel however lightly, to experience however vaguely, that there is more to life than what we see on television, read in the newspapers, or experience in our day-to-day -day lives. We come to experience the mystery of God. Here's a quote from writer Karen Armstrong in, from her book, The Spiral Staircase. She says, I could not imagine a religion without, a, without belief. Ever since I had started to think, my Christian life had been a continuous struggle to accept the official doctrines. Without true belief, you could not be a member of the church. You could not be saved. Faith was the starting point, the indispensable requirement, and for me, it was a major stumbling block. Armstrong, a prolific writer on religious topics, including a book called The a History of God, entered a convent at 17 and spent seven years there as a nun. The Spiral Staircase is a memoir of her years just after she left the order to study English literature at Oxford. During her years at Oxford, she struggled with her faith and struggled with her life. I know that I've had such struggles, and perhaps you have too. There are some for whom belief comes easily, and there are others for whom it is difficult, very, very difficult. In the Christian church for most of its history, and for many Christian churches today, those who wish to be members are expected to follow a set pattern, believing, behaving, belonging. First, believe what they tell you about God, the Bible, and the church. Next, act in the way they tell you, and then you will belong to the community. Many progressive Christians think that that pattern is not working so well these days. They think that maybe the believe, behave, belong pattern needs to be rearranged to a belong, believe, behave, believe. Belong, behave, believe. In this pattern, the journey of faith starts with welcome and incorporation into the Christian community. As part of a Christian community, we begin to practice the Christian faith. We worship together. We learn the stories of Jesus and salvation history. We think about the deep things of life. We seek to serve those outside our doors who are in need. 
and we learn about ways of life practices like Sabbath time, discernment, and stewardship. We learn that these practices are not somehow skills to be mastered so that we can move on, but are the essence of our life together. They help us all, newcomers and all the rest of us, to immerse ourselves more deeply in this thing we call the life of faith. A little farther along in the spiral staircase, Armstrong recounts a conversation that she had with a Jewish friend who says, you Christians make such a fuss about theology, but it's not important in the way you think. Notice he doesn't say that it's not important at all, just not important as the way we think. It's just poetry, really, ways of talking about the inexpressible. That's what we're doing whenever we talk about God, trying to express the inexpressible, to put into words that mystery that is beyond all thoughts and words. So knowing that all we are going to get are hints, let's look at the lessons to see how they might provide not answers, but outlines in the mist and echoes in the music of the spheres. Poetry, not an instruction manual. Our readings are not explanations of the Trinity, but texts to help us reflect on the Trinitarian nature of God. Our lesson from Isaiah presents his great vision in the temple, one in which he experiences the otherness of God and the transforming power of God's presence. Our friend Paul reminds the Romans that they have been drawn into relationship with God and so can call Abba, Father, in confidence that they may turn to God as a child to a loving parent. The same God who reigns in heaven in power and majesty also comes into the depths of life on earth and enters into our hearts. In our gospel reading, poor literal Nicodemus is at a loss to understand the symbolic and spiritual language that Jesus is using. Yet, as one commentator reminds us, rebirth is a spiritual experience available to all, but perhaps most needed by religious people who might think they do not need it. Religion often becomes a matter of the correct observance of particular practices. When these practices become routine, they may actually serve to hinder spiritual sensitivity. A spiritual transformation in such situations is very much needed. The New Testament writers search for language to express the experience and convictions of the early Christians. They knew that the love of God was present at the beginning of creation, through the life of the people of Israel, and most clearly in the person and works of Jesus. Because of the gift of the Holy Spirit, we are able to experience God's love and live in hope, in confidence, that God who was at present at the beginning of creation will be present with us as it moves to its fulfillment. Because of the new relationship God has established through the work of Jesus the Christ, we are able to be people of peace, hope, and love.
through the Holy Spirit, whom God has sent to be at work in us, we are able to participate in God's work of transformation. We remember the mighty acts of God in creation and the work of Jesus the Christ in reconciling humankind to God and seek to open ourselves to the new things yet to be revealed. We remember the past and seek to imagine the future. With open eyes, attentive ears, and discerning hearts, we try to respond to the mystery of God's life within us through the love of self, love of neighbor, and the love of the created world. You Christians make such a fuss about theology, but it's not important in the way you think. It's just poetry, really, ways of talking about the inexpressible. Amen. <laughs>